son said, I'm not going to stop. And so for us, when we get to Romans, uh, Romans 8, 37-39, it says, Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. When you go back, you could say, well, you have, you know, you could focus on that video about failure. But I want you to just focus on that that man was not letting anything separate him from his son. The same thing that God has done for us. He's letting nothing separate us from him. He said, you know what? I created this whole world. I formed man with my own hands. I put breath in my very breath into his lungs. And yes, he turned his back on me and sinned. But even in that, I still had a 2,000-year-old story that I was going to tell. And I was going to give that, my own begotten son, the son for my own flesh, for a ransom for my own people. And he did that. He said, I'm not letting anything separate y'all. Satan can try to take us down on so many different levels, try to separate us from God, but God is saying, I still seek after you. I still am chasing after you. And all you have to do, and this is how close God is, just turn around. You don't have to go on some long journey to some place and somewhere and try to find God. God is right here. You just have to turn around. That's how close God is. So nothing can separate you from the love of God. So when we get the first point, complete victory through the Lord because of his love. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Our success is through Jesus Christ. Our success is through Jesus Christ. You know, we hear the phrase, let go and let God, many times. Let go, let God. Let go, let God. And it's a good statement, but the truth is, it is in our nature not to let go. Our, our flesh. We want to control everything, micromanage everything. Well, you know, we want everything done in our way. The biggest thing to do is to let go. Understand, the battle in the Garden of Eden, the battle that Lucifer had with God was about control, about power. And are you willing to say, I'm letting go, Lord, it's on you. I'm letting go. Now, we want to let go when all the things we've done is, is we, we can't do anymore. God said, why are you coming to me at this point? You come in, now you know you can't do it, now you want me to step in. God is saying at the very beginning, when you first get to to just the first thought of it, give it to God. Too many times, that's when we want to give it to God at the very end. And yes, God will show up and show out, but what would happen if we started our journey with God and gave it to God? Some of us have relationships, jobs, financial circumstances, family, that we have tried to work all kinds of different things. Some of us got four or five jobs. Because we have a certain, certain financial thing. I was talking to a gentleman, and we were talking about different ideas about uh, how to bring more streams of revenue. And I asked him, I said, you have to come in your head 
what would you be satisfied? You know, some of us, we got to make all the money, all the money. What is your end point? Well, man, I want to be a billionaire. Really? That's how much you, that's when you'll be satisfied? When you have some Oprah money? That's when? And I mean, think about that. Think about how long of a journey that he's going to have to try to take to get that Oprah money. And this brother, he's older than me. Oprah started at 20-something making her money. Not saying he can't make that money, but I'm saying that's when you're going to be satisfied. you got to come up with an end goal. And then give it to God. Now, God can do far exceedingly more than what you think he can and what your goal is. But understand, if you're saying, you know, financially, financially, if I make 50000 a year, I'd be happy. I had a boss tell me one time, came from the same uh, situation I came from. He said every time he made more money, he had more bills, more this. Now understand, some of us got some promotions, and we say, I'm going to get this, a new bill. I'm going to give me a new car, new bill. I'm going to give me a new house, new bill. I'm going to give me some bunch of kids, new bills. We got all this stuff. Because we said, the, that, but that's how we're built in our flesh. Our flesh is built, is built to want more when we get more. We're greedy. It's a greedy thing. This is what God says. I want you to learn how to be content. But if I want to do that, I have to let go. Let go. If I told you today, and I just want a show of hands, if everybody in here could make 100000 a year, would, you, would that be enough? 100000 100, You'd be good. You'd be good. No, okay, and it's all honest. Cause she, she know my, we got debt, hundred thousand, and we still gonna be hurting. And I'm saying because my law school, my law school debt is almost two hundred. My mortgage is almost two hundred. So that's nice, but it's gonna take some time. And these kids, my wife, would like to see in private school. That's thirteen thousand. Now we ain't talk about no electricity, no water. No groceries. We ain't talking about no car bill. We got one car to take the kids around. That's fine. But understand, but it goes back to what would you be satisfied if you made 100000 by yourself? 100000 And I'm glad Kelly said that because this is the thing. We start making more and more, and we incur more and more things, more and more bills, more and more responsibilities. And God is saying, when are you going to let go? When can I bless you so then you can go and pay your debt? Because God has told us, when you owe somebody, you're a slave to them. I'm a slave to Sally Mae. I'm a slave to, to an access group. I'm a slave to the federal government because I got all these student loans and all this stuff, plus I got taxes. I'm a slave to them. And God is saying, I'm a slave to the Bank of America, credit cards. Huh? You're a slave. And at a certain point in time, God is saying, when you let go, you can find true freedom. You can find true freedom. So we got to let go and let God. The next thing, you need to release the load that God never meant you to carry and focus on what he has called you to do. 
this goes back, many of us have situations in our life, God said, I didn't even mean you to take that. Some of us have some jobs or situations or relationships that God has not called you to be in, and we have taken that on. God did not call man to be sinful. Man chose to be sinful. Man did, God did not call us to go shoot up schools. Man chose to do that. God did not choose us to go and persecute people, so-called, in his name. Man chose to do that. We have made some bad choices, and we want to blame everybody else. And so we can be a victim. Well, I didn't know. No, you knew. And if you didn't know, it's because you didn't want to, want to know. Some of us got some relationships with some people that if they call, it's going to be a destructive thing in our life. We got some people that can push all our buttons. When you going to start a conversation with hello, and at the end it was a boop, 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 boop. Ain't no God bless you. It might be an amen to you. Click. We got some folks that can push you to all the way. We were going to be at church on Sunday, but they called us Saturday night, and I'm too, I'm too thrown to come Sunday morning because they didn't call me Saturday night. God said, I want you to let go of that. I release that baggage off of you. And then walk in your purpose. Now some of us say, well, I don't know what I should be. You, first of all, have to walk with God. And he will reveal. Now this is the thing. He might not tell you everything you're going to be in your life. More likely he won't. But if you say, I'm going to walk each step with God. I'm going to pray when I go into the grocery store. I'm going to pray when I, when I get up in the morning. I'm going to pray when I'm dealing with my children. I'm going to pray when I'm at work. I'm going to pray when I get on the phone. I'm going to pray. And, then, and why am I saying pray? I'm not saying throw up empty, whatever. I'm talking about have a conversation with God because God is like your advisor. Think about him being like an advisor before I do, or your lawyer. Me and Kelly sometimes watch First 48. And I always tell Kelly, hit this dumb, dumb fool. Real fool, but I start talking to the police. Hush your mouth. Get a lawyer. They're going to take all that foolish things you're saying. Yeah, I knew uh, Pookie. And me and Pookie hanged out. Me and Pookie were real cool. Well, Pookie shot everybody. So, oh, I didn't know Pookie shot everybody. Now you're going to jail with Pookie. I was just in the car because you, didn't, you were running your mouth. You should say, I'm not talking to them until I see my lawyer. They cannot literally ask you a question until your lawyer comes back in. And then when your lawyer comes in, your mouth should be shut because your lawyer said, you don't have to answer that. You don't have to answer that. He's not answering that. Any further questions? Thank you. We're leaving. And that's it. That's what your lawyer is supposed to do, a good lawyer. A good lawyer does not get, let you get in the room and start running your mouth. It, your good lawyer is saying, he don't answer that. You don't have to answer that. And that's it. Well, God is trying to be your lawyer out here in the world. But we get to in front. I want to tell everything. I want to do everything. I want to be everything. And God is saying, step back and let me be your lawyer. And when I get up in there, you hush your mouth and let me speak and be your champion in here. Because this is another thing. You're going to have to pay that lawyer hour by hour. But with God, he's saying it's already been paid. You don't have to worry about any contingency bills. You don't have to worry about anything of that nature. All you have to do is step back and let me step in front. And I'm going to answer and shield you from all the mess that's going on. But you have to acknowledge and call on me. 
the worst thing. So here on out, don't don't talk to no police like that. Don't do that. And I'm a prosecutor, I know. They will getting you. It will get you for real. Uh, anyway. Point two, nothing can separate us from his love. Now we go into, oh, and let me back up. More than conquerors means literally that we have more success to spare. More than conquerors in the Greek means guaranteed victory or overwhelming victory, overwhelming conquering. What God is trying to say here, if you operate in me, you have more success that you can just spare. That means I'm giving you so much success that you just don't have enough money to pay your bills. You got enough money to maybe you might go out and invest somewhere instead of just eating out somewhere. Invest somewhere we can put that. God has given us more than just victory. He said, I have leftovers for you. Now, I don't know about you, but when mama made enough food for everybody and there was some good leftovers, that means you had some good eating for tomorrow. So God has some leftovers for us in this victory. But many of us are too bougie to take the leftovers. Monday night, that was some good food. Wasn't that good food Tuesday uh, afternoon? God is saying, take that Monday victory and I'm going to spill that over into Tuesday. And how I do it, see a leftover, really good leftovers, Tuesday, you stretch it maybe Wednesday. But God's saying, the victory I gave you on Monday can last to Saturday. And then when you come back on Sunday, you can look for some more victory. It can last you for the week. You can feast off these leftovers. And so, when we get to a point two, nothing can separate us from his love. Nothing can separate us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things of present, nor things to come. I am persuaded. Means I am convinced. I am convinced. Now how am I convinced? I'm convinced because I've seen the work of God. I've seen what he's done in my life. I've seen what he's done in others' lives. And I've seen the resume, the Bible, that he has been putting together and have put together what he did for Moses when he split the Red Sea. What he did for Abraham when he took him out of earth. What he did for Lot when he saved him out of Sodom and Gomorrah. What he did for David when he slew the giant. I know he has a resume. I am convinced. So you don't have to worry about, I'm convinced. Understand, nothing can separate us, including death. Many of us, if one of us die, we're separated. If Kelly should pass from this scene tonight, I'm separated from her. But God's saying, my love penetrates through death. That's why we can go say, oh, death, where's your sting? Oh, death, where's your victory? Because my God, my Jesus, took death into the tomb, a borrowed tomb, and got up with all life. And so then I can say, no life. Now understand, life is like this. We have tribulation. We have distress. Sometimes we're persecuted on the job, i.e. we've been hated on. Sometimes we have family, i.e. I can't pay my bills. Some things are getting dry in my, in my life. 
Lord, sometimes we have nakedness. Nakedness means we're just up here struggling to the hole where we're just down at the point of breaking down. We have peril. We got folks that want to come in our neck, want to destroy us, maybe not physically, but maybe spiritually, maybe not spiritually, but maybe emotionally. We have people who want to destroy us. And when we're in this cycle of life, we got children who are being hurt. We have adults who are being hurt. But this cycle of life, when you go from birth to death, he's saying here, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Those cycle of life, all the persecution, all the hate that you're going through, all the times when your bills is looking funny and your money is really funny, nothing can separate me from you. Nothing. So what you're going through, understand I'm going through it with you. When you get stressed out on your job, when you feel like I'd rather quit than be on this job, God said, I'm with you. You don't have to quit this job because I'm with you. You don't have to worry about the people because I'm with you. You don't have to worry about the haters because I'm with you. All the hate that's coming at you, I'm up here congratulating you. All the hate that you're doing, I'm here encouraging you. But you got to come on and rest through me. You got to come and operate through me. You're trying to do everything on your own and you're getting tired. He said, if you're tired, bring it to me. Those who are weary, bring it to me. My yoke is easy, he said. Bring it to me. So nothing can separate us, nor death, nor life. Then we get into our angels. I said, Paul, why are we talking about angels? He's trying to let you understand something. The angel came up in here, he whooped all of y'all. That, that's just the honest truth. He would me. He would you. Because the, angel, uh, the angels are guarding God's glory in heaven. The angels are messengers. The angels can whoop up some people by one angel by himself. And he said, you know what? Them angels can't do nothing to the love that God has for you. And you know, when he gets in principalities, so many times when we hear principalities, we think, oh, we hear prince. So we oh, principal? Or prince? No, he's talking about after the angels, we got these demons, these fallen angels that are coming. And understand they are about and they are around. And they try to destroy your family. They try to get in your ear. Do you really need to do that? Does he really love you? He ain't about nothing. Do you, you know what? You should buy that on that credit card. Maybe I should buy that on the credit card. You know you ain't got no money. Let's go into the check cash and play. We don't need no bank account. Let's take our check to the check cash. But they're going to take 10% out. That's all right. That 10% you chip in church, we're just going to get a check catching people. It's all right. And you ain't going to be able to pay that bill. That's all right. We'll get another check catching loan. That's all right. Oh, the, your mama been hating on you? Forget your mama. Forget your children. Forget all of them. Just walk out. It's all right. Don't you want something to drink tonight? I don't want no ginger ale. I want that stuff. Don't you want to do that? Huh? Don't you want to take a smoke? I'm tired of these cigarettes. Aren't you tired of them talking to you like that? You better tell him something by himself. He need to get up and get a job. And if he got one job, he need to get another job. Sorry, Joker. <laughs> These demons are amongst us and acting wild. And yes, we have guardian angels out there, and one day we'll talk about that. But these demons are out there. And what God is saying, all that is going on, I'm still in the midst of it. My love is still stronger than them. Understand this. Lucifer tried to come into my house and try to take over my house. And God said, get out. And when I say, get out, you know what I want to do? Take the one-third that you persuaded, you're going to take them out there too. 
and they ain't never coming back. So you don't ever have to worry. God has never lost a battle to Satan. He's never lost a battle to these fallen angels. He's not going to lose one now. And so then we get into no powers. And understand, some of us, we're like, oh, this is a good picture of Obama. Understand this, hey, Obama's going to raise taxes? He's going to raise taxes. Y'all want to make, some of y'all say, I want to make 100000 So, okay, get with somebody. And you make another 100 You know your taxes going to go, right? The more money you make, the more money you're going to pay. So all y'all say, I'd be satisfied with 100000 And my wife would say, I would not be satisfied. She wouldn't be in a high tax bracket. That means Obama take more money. And it's just not an Obama thing. It's a federal government thing. It's a city government thing. It's a state government thing. So I want to live in Highland Park. I'm tired of living in regular Dallas. Highland Park people are paying 22000 in taxes just for property tax. That's a high tax. Homesteaded or not, that's high. So, so what he's saying, these powers cannot. Now, we have to understand, some of us deal with police and have dealt with police on a daily basis. The police cannot stop you, no matter what kind of guns they have, no matter what kind of laws that Obama has, or no matter what kind of laws that the police enforce, they cannot separate us. No matter what the Army should do, and we love the Army, but the Army should get out of control as they did in the Roman Empire and start gathering up Christians, just gathering us up to sacrifice us. And understand, we've been through this before as Christians. The early Christians went through persecution in which they were killed for entertainment. You don't think that can happen in America? Don't think crazy. Because understand, this is the devil's playground. And there will come a time where those who are still here and saying, I want to be saved, you're going to go through. The Roman government will have nothing on that government at that point in time. But we have, in other countries, we have people who say, I would not ever turn my back on Christ. They're being hanged in Iran. They're being persecuted in Afghanistan. These are places that we're at. We're in Afghanistan. We got American troops right there. But we still got people being killed in the name of Christ. If you go to China, we have economic relationship with China. America does. But in China, they have to hide Bibles because if they don't, they can be persecuted. And understand, they have a one-child policy. So if you say, I don't believe in that, your child can be picked up and killed in China. And so even though we're all in these different places, you can still be persecuted for being a Christian. And then in America, let you say something about something that, well, I don't agree with that. You'll be ridiculed, you'll be put down, you'll be put aside. And, I'm, and some of us know what I'm talking about. It's certain issues today. If you would say, well, I'm against that. I'm against same-sex marriage. Boy, you could lose your job today. 10, 15 years ago, it wasn't like that. But today, it's getting crazy. You can't say the things out loud, it seems like they're standing on the word of God. It seems like you can't say it. It's not popular. And understand, our church attendance is going down, our influence on the culture is going down, and the things that are happening, think about all the things. Think about the shooting that happened in Newtown. That was a, a boy that needed Christ in his heart. That was a family that needed a church home to help them. Think about the man that just they were trying to find in L.A. who wanted to shoot up all the cops and their families. That's a man that was full of the devil himself and not full of Christ. Think of all the things that are happening in America right now. And can you say it's Christ-centered? No. 
And understand this, because see now I went to one side, let me go to the other side. When they say this is a country founded on Christ, that's a foolish notion. Because if it's a founded nation founded on Christ, you don't have slavery. So it's not founded on Christ. It was founded on man. It founded on man and his economics. So we as Christians are always having to push forward. Our founding fathers, most of them, many of them, were not Christians. Thomas Jefferson was not a Christian. George Washington, more than likely, was not a Christian. Benjamin Franklin was not a Christian. You have these men and women who were not Christians founding our country. That's all right, because this is what God does. It was not founded on Christ. That's fine. God said, I still work through all the mess. Rome was not trying to give glory to Christ. But God said, my people will be persecuted. But one day, you're going to say that Christianity is the faith of this empire. And it's going to spread even farther than wildfire. So understand, God said, I worked in the midst of mess all the time. Think about our mess at the house. Does God work through our mess at the house? When we, some of us literally have a messed up, messy house. And God said, I'm still up in here. You might not see me over all these clothes, but I'm still up in here. I'm still here. No things present, no things to come. Some of us have issues right now that we think that God is not caring about us. We have things that are going to come, come down the line. Understand, one day, we're not going to be here because the lease is going to end. That's the thing to come. Should I worry about it? No. I should lean on Christ. The present thing that we have, hey, what about this? What about that? I can start worrying about all those things, but instead, lean on God. Pray. Go to your brothers and sisters. Because this is the thing. No matter what you're doing, no matter how messed up you messed up, God is saying there's nothing that's separating me from you. And so we get to third point. His love is ours through the Lord. Nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing shall separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nor height. No matter how high you go in your Christian life or how high you go in your sin, God is saying, you're not separating me from you. No matter how low you go into the valley of the shadow of death, nothing is separating from me from you. Understand, I have put my rod and my staff with you. I'm trying to comfort you. I'm trying to be with you. No matter how big of a hole you mess up, no matter how far you are away from me, I still love you. I still am chasing after you. The prodigal son was in a hog pit, but his daddy was over there still thinking about him. Still looking. When will my son come home? All his son had to do was take a step. And remember that. His daddy ran to him. His son didn't have to run to him. It's his daddy ran to him. All he had to do is say, you know what? I'm in a whole pit. Unclean. Even us who not Jewish folk know the whole pit means you in the worst of the worst. Because hoes only eat slop, the leftovers of nothing, trash. And he says, I'm in a whole pit wanting to eat this mess. Because that's how far off I've fallen. And you know what? When you're in the depth of your sorrow, in the depth of your sin, in the depth of your mess, God is saying, I'm still here to reach my hand out for you, to reach you out. And I'm going to put you out of that miry pit, and I'm going to put you on a solid rock called my son, Jesus Christ. That's what he does. So you know what? No created being. The only not created being is God. Have you realized that? 
There's only one not created being in the whole universe. And yes, through these PowerPoints, y'all see a little bit of past background. Because these are all super-powered people. Some of us, see, I, I hit some people here. Hit some. Hit some. There's only one not created being in this whole universe, and that's God. So everything that was created, everything that was birthed, everything that, none of those things can stop you. I don't care the asteroid that was supposed to come near us, or the asteroid that hit Moscow, or the asteroid that saw off of San Francisco, none of that's going to separate us from the love of God. None of that. There's only one not created being in this world. That's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Our God Almighty, Jehovah Jireh, our provider. That's the only person I created. So I don't care if Superman comes to your door. Understand God got some kryptonite to knock him out. I don't care if Batman come up in here with his billion dollars. God said, I take the mask off him and knock him out. I don't care if one woman want to put a lasso around you. God says, I'll break those chains. I don't care if whoever wants to come against you and your neck and your family. God said, I will put a wall around and a hedge of protection around you and let you know, no matter how powerful they think they are, I am a king of kings, a champion of champions. Oh, God of gods, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I am the story writer of your life. I am the author. No one can tell you what you're going to be because I am the destiny maker. I am that God. So no matter who comes against you, understand Romans 8.31 should live in your life. Who can be against you if God is for you? So let them come against you. If you're in the will of the Lord, you're all right. It may look like you're going to lose like the boy on the, on the video. You know, he could have ran that race, never tore his hamstring. But you know his business right now is motivational speaking? If he had ran that race, won it, like he's, that we all thought he should have, he would not have this business. You ran, what's your struggle? You won the race. God says, I take your... I take what the world says, you failed and you lost, and I turn into victory. That man right now, his whole industry is motivation speaking. If he does not have this, he does not have his industry. He does not have his job. This is what he does day in and day out. God would take your lemons and your mess and turn it into lemonade and fuel. That's what God wants to do with us. Stop trying to make your manufacture victories and get you some divine victories, get you some righteous victories. That's what God's trying to do. So in the end, nothing should separate us from the love of God. We got the Holy Spirit, we got Jesus trying to embrace us, and we got the hands. No man can pluck you out of the hands of the Father. That's what we have. So that's what I want to leave y'all with today. I want us to, I want to open the doors of the church. If I could get some amazing grace, and then we're going to conclude in prayer, and then we'll do our benediction. Can I get some amazing grace? Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Or accept Jesus Christ. As a I want 
of the time. Was long, we don't have Monday promise. But now we don't even have this afternoon. You think those people in Russia thought the media was going to come Praise to God. They didn't sing. know that. Praise you know God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Come on, the praise of our God. Who we have not seen. Praise God. Come on, the praying for our mothers who are struggling. I was. Come on, down. But now I'm found Twas blind But now I see You want to say Jesus Christ as your personal savior? You want to say Jesus Christ as your personal savior? You believe that he was son of God? That he died for his sins? You believe he was buried? And that he was raised on the third day? You believe he gave you life? Amen. Amen. Bilal and I had a, a small conversation in which uh, he accepted Jesus Christ as his personal Savior. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen, Bilal. And I just want to thank his mother for uh, for her consistency, for her work, for her prayers. I also want to thank our children's Sunday school class for uh, they are very evangelistic Sunday school class. Now I actually appreciate that. Um, so Blau has accepted Jesus Christ as a pro savior. Amen. Amen. Can we all stand up, Blau? Can we all uh, pray for Blau as we start this journey together? Amen. Because you're not alone. Amen. Know from this day forward, no matter what you do. That God is always with you. No matter where you are, God is always with you. No matter who you are, God is always with you. Most importantly, he's saying, I'm going to give you my Holy Spirit to be with you throughout it all, Belial. I'm going to give you a comforter and an advisor. You have your lawyer in heaven, Jesus Christ, who's making intercessions for you to God. Amen? Even though you might have people that are going to talk about you, try to put you down, you have a God that's going to lift you up. Amen? Amen. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. Thank you for everything you've given us, Lord. Lord, we just thank you for the soul, Bilal, and Lord, we pray that you just put a hedge of protection around him, Lord. Lord, we're praying that you just have more breakthroughs within this family, Lord. And Lord, if there's anyone else that sees the testimony of this family that's happening, Lord, Lord, touch a heart, open a heart, Lord. But God, we just thank you for this young man. Lord, that you just be with him, undergird him, sustain him. Lord, remind him, I'm always with you. Lord, thank you for the gift of your son. And thank you, Lord, for the acceptance of Allah that Jesus Christ is his personal Savior. Lord, oh my Father, we just thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen, Bilal. Amen. 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 Huh?